Welcome to Health Hats, learning on the journey towards best health. I'm Danny Van Leeuwen, a two-legged, cisgender, old white man of privilege living in a food oasis who can afford many hats and knows a little bit about a lot of health care and a lot about very little. Most people wear hats one at a time, but I wear them all at once. We will listen and learn about what it takes to adjust to life's realities in the awesome circus of healthcare. Let's make some sense of all of this. Once again on a Zoom call this week, I introduced myself as a two-legged cisgender old white man of privilege. I personally know several not tens or hundreds of people suffering or dying of COVID-19. There's none in my immediate family. I do know that racial and ethnic minority populations bear an outsized burden of COVID-19. They have higher infection rates, more severe illness, and higher death rates. Health disparities and inequities and institutional racism play a role. The science of measuring health equity and the effects of institutional racism intrigues me. I feel dissatisfied when I hear the conversation begin and end with slicing and dicing outcomes with race and ethnicity data, African-American, Hispanic, Caucasian, Native American, etc. Any profound knowledge of race and ethnicity can only lead to an appreciation of more diversity and nuance. Diversity occurs within diversity. Consider, for example, the factor of whether someone is an immigrant or not. Where were they born? Whatever race and ethnicity, is the person born outside the United States? Are they first generation U.S., 15th generation U.S., or more? If they were born outside the U.S., did they immigrate from poverty or wealth? Is a person labeled or self-labeled as Native American born on tribal lands or in a city? Are they registered Native Americans or not? There's endless permutations and endless stories. Genetics, nativity, that's where you're born, and culture are still not enough. Genetics, nativity, where you were born, and culture are still not enough. Individual circumstances, lived experience, likely play a role in COVID-19 infection rates. Density of work and home, existing chronic conditions, whether you're an essential worker or not, primary means of transportation. Indeed, community circumstances impact health equity as well. The time it takes to reach a store to buy fresh vegetables and fruit or reach a hospital with an emergency department. The number of primary care docs taking new patients in your neighborhood or region. Maternal death rate, high-speed internet access, the amount spent per pupil in public schools, access to clean water and a functioning sewage system. These kinds of diversity impact health and equity. Community circumstances also reflect institutional racism. In 2018, Maya Gruss, 
wrote Measuring Inequity, a Systematic Review of Methods Used to Quantify Structural Racism. It described ways that researchers measured structural racism. A few of the ones included our residential neighborhood housing, perceived racism in social institutions, socioeconomic status, criminal justice, immigration and border enforcement, political participation, and workplace environment. In 2020, Eged and Walker wrote Structural Racism, Social Risk Factors, and COVID-19, A Dangerous Convergence for Black Americans. The article noted that social deprivation from reduced access to employment, housing, and education, increased environmental exposures, inadequate access to health care, physical injury, and psychological trauma resulting from state-sanctioned violence all affect health burden. Now a word about our sponsor, Abridge. Use Abridge to record your doctor visit. Push the big pink button and record the conversation. Read the transcript or listen to clips when you get home. Check out the app at abridge.com. A-B-R-I-D-G-E dot com. Or download it on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Record your healthcare conversations. Let me know how it went. Okay, stop. I'm a bit overwhelmed. What do I try to accomplish with research? Research informs decision making in the face of uncertainty, so I can act. A decision is an early action. Action, like circumstances, can be personal or community. Personal, like making choices about habits, lifestyle, treatment, connections, spending, media. Community are policy development and implementation, funding and resource allocation, election choice, coalition building. My seasoning teaches me that action, behavioral and cultural change, are way tougher than research. Don't we already know that institutional racism, health inequities, and health outcomes go hand in glove? If someone doesn't already know that, will research influence them? Can measuring racism and inequity dent either? Oh my God, racism and inequities are so huge. I don't know where to start. Maybe if I knew the relative impact of various flavors of racism and inequities, I could choose the flavor with the most significant impact. Perhaps access to credit markets has more effect than social justice. It may or it may not, but you get the idea. But who thinks like that? If we have circumstances, ability, and passion and the opportunity to act, will research really inform the direction we take? Oh goodness, I've talked myself into a hole. Help, I'm lost and I can't get out. Okay, take a deep breath, Danny. 
Addressing health inequities and institutional racism requires behavioral and cultural change. What do I know about behavioral and cultural change? I know that the most challenging yet fruitful connections in my life come from people with different brains, experiences, languages, cultures than me. Diversity coming together for a common purpose, no matter the size or cause, fertilizes seeds of action. I can look to my experiences as a boss, a team member, a podcaster, and working as a patient caregiver stakeholder with PCORI or a technical expert with the National Academy of Medicine, the National Quality Forum, and others. We did inspiring work during all these collaborations, and I met people I continue to work with and rely on regularly, weekly, monthly, ad hoc. I know their value and I trust them. We can engage in moments and help each other take concrete, inspiring action. So convening diverse stakeholders for research projects to better understand the impact of equity and racism and related research methods can create connections with culture of curiosity, respect, trust. Connections plant seeds for co-learning that sprout into co-production of solutions and implementation. Co-learning and co-production are broad-spectrum antidotes to inequity and racism. So diverse co-production and co-learning can zoom out to a larger picture of the canopy. I'm continuing the seeds to forest analogy here. For example, if stakeholder engaged research produces evidence that health inequity and institutional racism have a more significant impact on maternal and infant deaths than medical care, why fund more comparative studies of medical treatments? Instead, fund studies of community interventions, public policy, access to services, and provider behavior. See more in the Center for American Progress article on eliminating racial disparities in maternal and infant mortality. Today, I listened to an episode of Casey Quinlan's Healthcare is Hilarious. Full disclosure, I'm a sponsor of Casey's podcast. The episode, Lisa Simpson, Kristen Rosengren, Academy Health, and Anti-Racism in Research opened my eyes to a wide range of health service research possibilities. Finally, let's remember that inequities and racism occur in communities, my communities, your communities, town, county, state, workplace, home, clients, membership organizations, cronies are all communities. We impact inequities and racism in our communities with action and inaction. I need to do my own work. I'm on the PCORI, that's the Patient-Centered Outcomes Research Institute Board of Governors. What can I do as a privileged person in a privileged role in that privileged community? I could advocate for funding to develop more mature measurement methods of inequity and racism. I could advocate for mentorships 
of more diverse, younger investigators by seasoned investigators. I could back enhanced merit review criteria examining a funding request's impact on racism and inequities. I could support funding to increase underrepresented community capacity to seek and obtain health services research. I could do more. I have tools in my toolbox to make a difference. I could use more tools. I better get to work. What are you going to do? See the show notes, previous podcasts, and other resources on my website, www.health-hats.com slash pod. Please subscribe or contribute. If you like it, share it. Thanks. See you around the block. Thank you.